this time each and every, uh, usually Friday morning, every hour of Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, Wednesday, Erev Yom Tov, Rabbi Yudin addresses us concerning the upcoming holiday of Sukkot. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Today, we have the privilege to prepare for and usher in the forthcoming Yom Tov of Sukkos. Remember, it is this holiday that the Torah uses in conjunction with the holiday of Sukkos, the expression of Simcha three times, and in our Tfilos, we note the holiday of Sukkos, Zman Simcha Seinu. Before we get into discussing the particulars of this Yom Tov, a very strong reminder that we are to make an Eruv Tavshilin today, enabling us to cook, please God, this Friday, second day, Yom Tov for Shabbos. The Eruv Tavshilin allows one to cook on Friday for Shabbos, but not on Thursday, not tomorrow. Okay, let's begin with the Torah teaching us that Basukos Teshu Shivas Yomim in the Kriyas HaTorah that we're going to read, please God, both tomorrow and Friday, coming from Pashas HaMoadim in Pashas Emor, the Torah says that you are to reside in Sukkos for seven days, and that is the law in Israel. Outside of Israel, we keep a second day of Yom Tov, an additional day. And the interesting point that we need to begin with is that the Shulchan Aruch in Simon, Tuf Reish, Chaf Hei, 625, begins the laws of Sukkah by citing the Pasuk that I just quoted, that we are to reside in Sukkos for seven days. And the Mechaber, Rav Yosef Karo, takes a stand as to what the Sukkos that we are living in during the week of Sukkos represent. There's a basic machlokis in the Talmud between Rabbi Akiva, who says, Sukkos Mamash, it is to remind us of the actual huts that the Jewish people constructed in the desert, whether it is the huts they constructed in the last year, when the Ananei Kavod, the clouds of glory, were no longer with them after the passing of Aaron HaKohen, or it is the actual booths that they constructed during the 40 years, as opposed to Rabbi Eliezer, who says that the Sukkos are to remind us of the Anani Kavod, the clouds of glory that God enveloped, literally protected the Jewish people in the desert, providing them with, if I can use the expression, all the comforts of home. The desert is hot during the day. The Ananei Kavod gave them air conditioning. The desert was cold at night. The Ananei Kavod gave them heat at night. And in fact, a very interesting point to begin with. 
The halacha says that mitzta'er poter min If one is literally uncomfortable and troubled by the sitting in the sukkah, very cold, very hot, um, there is an unpleasant odor that they do not find sitting in the sukkah comfortable. So from the letter of the law, they are exempt. Now this is a very interesting halacha, which is rather unique to sukkah. We don't say that somebody on the night of the Pesach Seder, if they don't like the matzah, eat something else. We don't say that if you don't like the wine for the four cups, then you don't have to... No, the answer is, come on, you can do it, and we literally exert ourselves and we fulfill mitzvot. Why might the sukkah be different? So, Rav Yosef Salant, Zechron of Racha, in his Be'er Yosef, suggests, well, specifically, because the Torah says, we are to remember that God provided for us Sukkos, and when He did provide for us Sukkos, He did so in a comfortable manner, therefore, our residing in the Sukkah itself should reflect this aspect of, quote, comfortability, and therefore, if one is mitzta'er, this is a halacha which is unique to the sukkah. So the halacha tells us as follows, that for the week of sukkahs, the sukkah becomes literally one's home. The rabbis understand the term, basukos teshvu, literally you are to reside, says the Talmud, Teshvu Ke'en Taduru. You are to live in the sukkah the way you live in your home. And therefore, as one eats in their home, so too one eats in the sukkah. Ideally, as one sleeps in one's home, one sleeps in the sukkah. Married men are exempt from the sukkah because, again, Teshvu Ke'en Taduru, the sukkah is to be like one's home, and as in one's home, one sleeps in the same room as one's wife, which most often is simply not practical, possible in the sukkah. However, whether permitting, and that's a very important point, part of the reason that we're not as careful regarding the sleeping in the sukkah, the Ramah writes, is because... Most of our grandparents who come from Europe have been in much colder climates, and therefore it simply was mitzta'er for them to sleep in the sukkah, and therefore. But I do strongly urge and recommend that if one is taking a nap on Yom Tov during the day, and the weather is relatively pleasant, by all means take your mattress bring it into the sukkah, and sleep in the sukkah, which is the halacha that one should be following. So, one eats, drinks, sleeps, and studies, and the sukkah literally becomes their home. Now, it's important that we understand that tomorrow, tonight... The first night of Sukkos, our rabbis in the Talmud learn a very interesting Gzei 
a common phraseology between the Yom Tov of Pesach and the Yom Tov of Sukkos. The same term, Hamisha Asa, Hamisha Asa, is found by both, and therefore the Halacha tells us that just as on the first night of Pesach there is a obligation, one must eat matzah, similarly on the first night of Sukkot one must eat in the Sukkot. And therefore the connection between the two is even stronger. The um, Ramah writes that just as on Erev Pesach we speak about the kitchen closing early in the afternoon so that one brings a healthy appetite to the Seder to eat the matzah so too the Ramah writes that one should eat in the sukkah tonight literally with a healthy appetite to appreciate the environment and just as regarding the Pesach Seder one was not to begin the Seder till it was definitively night so too tonight one should not eat in the sukkah for the same reason because of these many um, similarities and interestingly Throughout the week of Sukkos, when the halacha says that one is obligated to eat grain products in the sukkah, how much is, how much grain must a person eat to be obligated? And the answer is, for Sukkos, it is a kibetza, or more, which is more than a kazayas. However, tonight, the Mechaber writes that Afilu Ochal Kezayis, this is in Tafresh Lamites Gimel, even if you ate a Kezayis of Pas, of Challah, of bread tonight, Yotso Yedei one satisfies their obligation again, akin to the amount of Matzah that one has to eat. The Mishnah Brewer brings that there are others that say that one tonight as well should try to eat not just a kezayis. So if one is on a diet, you don't have to have potato kugel, but you should have a larger piece of challah in order to satisfy all schools of thought, inkvar, askvar, if we're going to do it, let's do it right, in order to satisfy all schools of thoughts that say that even tonight, the amount of pas, of bread, that a person should eat in the sukkah, is that of a beitza. Please God, tonight, it's not going to R-A-I-N, but just to show how important the eating in the sukkah is tonight, were it to R-A-I-N tonight, one would have to first wait. And then, after waiting about a half an hour, and it's still you-know-what, you would then go into the sukkah with your raincoat, and you would make kiddush, and you would then go in the house and wash, and then you would take with you a, a, a kezayah's worth of challah, and you would eat in the sukkah, that kezayah's worth of challah, without a leisheba sukkah. Now, I tell you this only because our learning about it 
should make sure that it won't happen, but it shows you how important is the meat, is the eating in the sukkah tonight. And therefore, it's not too late. Stop and pause and ask yourself, are there some Jewish neighbors that maybe don't yet have a sukkah and is not yet familiar with the sukkah? Invite them into your sukkah tonight. Let them have halavai, a home meal with you in the sukkah. But if not, let them at least come in and have a kezayis in the sukkah tonight. It's not only an opportunity to spread friendship, good cheer, etc., but a wonderful opportunity to share this very special mitzvah. Okay, so now... Let me just try to uh, run a little bit and to say the following. Regarding the construction of the sukkah, if you have any questions, now is the time to check and make sure that A, your sukkah is not under any projection, it's not under a tree, and uh, if you have any questions regarding the halachic status of your sukkah, call your rabbi even today to make sure that, you know, it is a, quote, kosher sukkah. The, from the letter of the law, we mention grain products are, require a sukkah. So if a person has to go to work, and they have no sukkah, so technically speaking, non-grain products, cheese, fruit, vegetables, one could eat outside the sukkah. If one has a sukkah close by to their home, literally their backyard, their porch, etc., then it is not considered yuhara, it is not considered to be something spiritually haughty to even drink a glass of water in the sukkah. Ideally, everything should be in the sukkah. The... um, Next point that we should be aware of is that the sukkah is huktsa lemitzvasa. The sukkah which has been put up is a sukkah which is associated and fulfilled with this, the mitzvah of sukkah the entire week. What does that mean? It means that even my decorations become an integral part of the sukkah. One cannot get benefit from the sukkah during the week of sukkah. So therefore, if I want to go fishing during Chola Moed, and I have more than sufficient bamboo poles on top of my sukkah, I can't take one of the poles and uh, use it for uh, fishing. During the week of Sukkos, the entire Sukkah is Huktza Lemitzvasa. And if, let's say, an apple, if you had a actual fruit hanging down, as people did in the past, as opposed to the uh, plastic today, and that fell down during Sukkos, you would not be permitted to eat it during the week of Sukkos. Aside from the Mitzvah of Sukkah, Please, God, tomorrow we have the biblical mitzvah of the Arba Minim, literally the four species. The Torah tells us that we are to take on the first day of Sukkos, literally, Kapos Tomorim, a uh, 
Well, before we get to the Kapos Morim, pre-Eitz Hadar, we ought to take a literally fruit of a good tree, which we have a tradition going back to the very beginning of our peoplehood that refers to the Esrog, in English the Citron. Kapos Morim is the Lulav, which is the uh, branch of a date palm. Torah says, Anaf eats ovos, which are your hadasim, your myrtle. And finally, after that, the arvenochal, the aravos, the willow. With the spine of the lulav, the green facing you, your three hadasim go to the right, and your two aravos go to the left. When one fulfills the mitzvah of uh, taking the arba minim, please God, tomorrow morning, it's a mitzvah only during the day, as opposed to sukkah, which is night and day. So the halacha says, since the Torah says, and you are to take them, that as soon as you pick up the arba minim, you have satisfied the mitzvah. And therefore, since we are to recite the bracha over la'asiyasan, before you do the act, the common way and prevalent way of fulfilling the mitzvah is to pick up the esrog with the pitone, with the opposite end from the way it grows from the ground, the projection at the very top of the uh, esrog downward, because one only fulfills the mitzvah when all four of the species are upright. And therefore, one holds the esrog down, a righty holds the three minim, which are in the lulav, in his right hand, and the esrog with the pitom downward, which is the way they recite the bracha, Sivanu al netilas lulav. Tomorrow we make, please God, the bracha of Shechianu as well. Then we turn it over and then we shake it in the uh, all directions, up and then up and down. The um, idea being that regarding the uh, a lefty. So there's a machlukes. The Ramah Ashkenazic Jewry says that the lefty would follow, quote, his uh, right hand, meaning his stronger hand. His left hand, he would take the lulav, and the right hand, he would take the esrog. Now, interestingly, both regarding the sukkah and regarding the arba minim, women are halachically exempt from these mitzvos. They are mitzvos asei shazman groma, positive mitzvos that are governed by time, must be done at a specific time. Ashkenazic practice is that if a woman does sit in the sukkah, she does recite the bracha leshev pasukah. When she takes the Arba Minim, she does recite the Bracha.
Sephardic tradition is the woman sits in the sukkah, takes the arba minim without a bracha. The Kriyas HaTorah for the Yom Tov of Sukkos. First two days we read from Parshas Emor and Shabbos we read from Parshas Kisisa. This Shabbos we read Megillas Koheles. I just want to conclude with one interesting thought. The Talmud tells us the minimum size of a sukkah is Zion by Zion Tfachim. Seven by seven, which a tefach is, let's say, somewhere between three and three and a half inches. We're talking approximately two feet. That's the old phone booth. All right? Now watch. Amazing. I would have thought that since, as the Torah says, Chagasukos, Shivas Yomim Lashem, the Torah says in Kriyasa Torah for tomorrow, in verse 34, that the sukkah has literally God's presence on it, over it. And therefore, one is to conduct themselves appropriately. We don't bring pots into the sukkah. We don't diaper a baby in the sukkah. There's a certain kedusha with which we treat the sukkah. And therefore, I would have thought that the minimum size is even, or must be somewhat larger. I think what the Gemara is teaching us, Alpi Hashkafa, is that the sukkah represents your closeness with God post Yom Kippur, and this is what we are celebrating on Yom Kippur, and that even in a very small area, a person can feel this closeness to God. And the idea is that maybe even specifically in that kind of a situation, the analogy the Talmud uses is when a couple are in love so their bedroom can be very small. And if, unfortunately, there is not love between them, a very large bedroom is much too big, or not big enough. And therefore, the sukkah, which is bringing in the Shekhinah, so just as in the Beis HaMikdash, Omdim Tzvufim, we stood very tight, we were able to prostrate ourselves and there was room and there was that closeness between ourselves and our Kodesh Baruch Hu in the Beis HaMikdash this is the same idea that in the Sukkah we want to get close to the Shekhinah and hence the great celebration of Zman Simchasenu I take this opportunity to wish everybody a wonderful, joyous celebration of this Yom Tov. And once again, reach out to those who might not have to make their Yom Tov special as well. A good Yom Tov to all.